0: Hey, welcome back to Crimes and Closets. This is Christy in my closet in St. Louis. And this is Beth in my closet in North Carolina. Happy Monday, Beth. Happy Monday. How's it going How? in the loo? How's it's Beth? going. It's going. I mean, we're, we're we're
1: ready for Christmas. That's for sure. Yeah. You
0: yeah. have on your pretty red sweater, looking all Christmassy.
1: I know. I'm, I'm going to a Christmas party tonight, like night of recording, and... I'm like I I always feel like I have to get dressed like here I am I'm ready I'm ready to go later in 17 hours
0: oh yeah no, I wear the most comfortable clothing until the last possible minute (laughs) I don't know why I did
1: that like I'm just like whatever anyway it doesn't matter
0: (laughs) well it's smart to just get dressed one time but that is not how I roll
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I'm like sweatpants until 10 minutes before I have to leave and then I'm like oh Put on the real pants. <laughs> well, I definitely don't have on my pants that I'm going to wear. I have oh, leggings on. okay. It's just you put go. the sweater okay. on. So we're the same. Got it. <laughs> so, um, anyway. I wanted to know if you have heard the news about my tailor.
1: People. She was named. Of the year Time and...
0: Magazine's Person of the Year. Yeah. yeah
1: you were right. You're right. I don't I mean, get I get it. it.
0: yes i said to her i'm gonna tell you something on the recording that you're not gonna care about um it is interesting to me that they went with such an obvious choice because i think that had they gone with not her they would have got buzzed about because people would have been Mm. like i can't believe you didn't pick taylor because like barbie was on there anyway it was a wacky list i normally like to see yeah she's not even a person i normally like to see like a a philanthropic person (laughs) or like someone political or like a nobel prize winner or something like that i think those are always interesting to read about Mm -hmm. but 2023 has been the year of taylor no one can deny this whether you hate her or you don't it is her year like 2020 was the year of covid 2023 is the year of taylor <laughs> yeah
1: i am gonna like I, I don't know who i told this to the other day you well i don't know i don't think, know if i would have said it to you but or maybe emery but i was like i can't wait for like 2026 or whatever when all the memes are going around and i'm like remember when all we talked about is taylor that's what it's yep. gonna say <laughs> it's
0: remember that year we talked about it is true <laughs> also something else though she is like so peaked right now like unbelievably buzzed about like peaked Mm -hmm. that is going to be a hard fall yeah if it ever happens you know what i mean although Mm -hmm. she's been pretty like a-list since she since she started really she's never not been talked about but like oh girl do not screw up (laughs)
1: i have a question has dolly ever been times person of the year
0: i don't know because shall we google i would love to see i ever since her little performance
1: at the cowboy game and people are giving Mm -hmm. her crap for being however old she is and strutting her stuff when i'm sorry if i look like that at 70, whatever she is, stuff around too. But
0: mm-hmm. like also a lot
1: of people have been defending her about like how Dolly has done more in like one day of her life than you will do in your entire lifetime, essentially. And like all the things that she has done. No, Dolly has done.
0: More For, than Taylor, though, is what no, you're no, saying. No, no, I'm not
1: even talking about Taylor. I'm just saying, like, people are gave oh. dolly crap about that doing that, and like, people who are defending mm-hmm. her are saying, like, she's done more in her one day of life than you've done your entire lifetime. And they t- start right. been talking about all the things she's done, and I just did not even know that she did all these oh, things. Yeah.
0: She's such a give backer. Like, she yeah. is awesome. She's The books and, like, the stuff that she's even done for the state of Tennessee and, like, her hometown mm-hmm. that she grew up in. And, like, she's truly a good person. And she's been married her whole entire life. They are so stinking cute together. I read something the other day. So he doesn't like to be photographed or approached. And he's very, like, he, he doesn't want to be a celebrity or mm-hmm. famous or, and never has ever been like that. He's always just been, like, a regular Joe. And so she, when she goes out, she won't wear makeup. When she goes out with him, she won't Mm -hmm. wear makeup and she'll like flatten her hair and not wear her wigs or whatever. So nobody recognizes her because she just wants to have a good time with him and like for him to be comfortable and happy. Like she's awesome. Aw. She's like like such a great, I know. I love her too. She has never been the time person of the year. She has been on the list.
1: I'd have rather seen Dolly. Yeah. I mean, any other year, too. Like, I'm not just necessarily this year, because I don't know if there's anything that like she, like, specifically did this year oh, that would have made her stand out. But
0: Yeah, no, she's great. Gosh, she has been named Time's 100's most influential people, but she's mm-hmm. never been the a person of the year. Yeah, she's so great. I know. What are y'all waiting for, Time? Time's running Seriously. out. Seriously, oh. can we nominate her? Do you know hmm? anybody? Not. <laughs> Who can we email? Okay. I
1: don't know. All right.
0: Um. So just a quick reminder that come Christmas Day, uh, which is a Monday, we are going to be taking the week off because Christy will be here actually in North mm-hmm. Carolina. And we want to spend time with family and we want you guys to be able to have time to spend with your family and not have us in your ear yapping about. Murder. So we're not going to be releasing an episode then. So plan accordingly.
1: <laughs> if you want to yes. save
0: the week before or whatever. Um, also, if you're a Patreon member, please check your email because I sent you an email and we'll resend emails out um, about something that we want to send to you, and we need your help. So mm-hmm. check your emails if you haven't already and respond. Yes, Patreons.
1: Yeah. If you get a second one and you already filled out the form, then you can ignore it, but she's going to send them out again. One more, one last chance before we send stuff out. Mm -hmm. Should we have a cutoff date?
0: Yeah. So I need to mail, uh, we're mailing our, our Patreons something for the holidays. And I would say I need to have them mailed out by like, let's say the 18th. Okay. So you've got this week Mm -hmm. to get that in do
1: it. So will you re, you'll reblast it maybe today? Monday? Yeah, I think so. Yes. So 11th. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: All right. Cool. Well, thank you. you okay. for doing that. That's all I have. All
1: right. no I problem. think that's all I have except I do have a doozy of a case and it's I think pretty big right now. There's been a lot of stuff on it. So, oh, okay. You ready? Let's
0: let's hear it. Yeah. Okay, here we go.
1: Okay, this week's case was suggested to us by our friend Stevie.
0: Oh, Stevie. Yes, I we... love you, Stevie. I know. We love Stevie. <laughs> we have
1: pictures of, with Stevie. <laughs> we yeah. Oh, like our
0: little girl strip. <laughs> She's actually a listener we got to personally meet.
1: Yes. Yes. Which is fun. Come meet us in Nashville. Oh, oh wait, yeah. May thirty first. Yes, May thirty first. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. This is gonna. Help me. I'm thinking, how far in advance are we right now with recording? <laughs> no, not that not far. <laughs> 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 okay. Anyways, um, this is a real doozy of a case, um, and it's infuriating. And if you end up going to like deep dive even further after this, it will infuriate you as well. So, okay. Um, it's not completely resolved. There's still some litigations going on, and some of the players in this story like to threaten to sue people who speak about it because they want to silence them. And so at first I was a little bit – I think I just told you this. I was nervous about kind of even talking about it, but uh, I'm not so much anymore – Uh, the story is out there. There are a few podcasts about it. There's even one that has like 33 episodes. I mean, this girl, I believe it's called corruption. What happened to Grant Solomon?
0: 33
1: episodes on this.
0: case. I'm pretty
1: sure. I don't know this for sure, but the, what I know, what I think I know is that this lady found this case and decided she was not going to stop until there was justice for it. And so she started this podcast and I think it might be the only one that she's ever done, but I don't. Okay. Know I can see it. It's
0: the first one that
1: comes up. Yeah. Yeah. It's big. She's got a lot of stuff out there. I mean, there's mm-hmm. just so many different facets of this that you can go into. And mm-hmm. so I don't, I, it, I believe that there would be a lot of episodes on it. So um, I didn't listen to it. I listened to one with uh, that. She interviewed mom early in November And so I wanted to hear mom's update on things. And I listened to one where she had the 911 call like enhanced just to see if I could. But I didn't listen to all of her stuff because I don't
0: I don't personally like to do that because I don't want to make like I've stolen information from a hundred percent. I am the same way. I will listen after sometimes. Yes. But not 33 episodes, though. Sorry. I've got to listen to Brittany's memoir. Yeah, I, well, I will
1: probably listen to hers, but
0: only because I've gotten this far into it, so I might as well. So
1: anyway, um, okay, again, it's a never-ending deep dive. So you, I will give you as much as I feel that you need to okay. know the story, but there is just know there is so much more out there <laughs> that I'm not mm-hmm. telling you. Um, I did feel it was important enough, though, to at least give you a synopsis of what is going on. Okay. I also will say that there are some parts of this story that have not been fully proven. There is some evidence and professional reports to back things up that I will discuss. But again, nothing has been proven in a court of law. So take that for what it is. But I okay. will say I fully believe what I'm about to tell you. So that's okay. my personal opinion. And I'm going to put a disclaimer in this episode because I want people to know it's a personal opinion. Okay. <laughs> so Okay. All right. Um. 90% of what I'm about to tell you is straight from a report written from the Guardian at Lightham assigned to this case in 2018. And I okay. specifically took a lot of what she talked about only because I was like, well, that's a report. It's in <laughs> court. It's like proven. An stuff. official document, right? It's an official document. I will like kind of veer off a little bit, but most of it, what I'm saying, is coming from straight from that. So we're heading to Gallatin, Tennessee for this case. Oh, okay. Never heard of that. I have heard of it, but I you know what? I'm I'm not going to lie. I didn't even look at where it was. Look at you. Breaking I don't know your own rules. Personally, I do. Anyway, um Angie Huffins, I think that's how you say her name, met Aaron Solomon as a, at a debate tournament in high school. They were in different schools, so they went to mm-hmm. the same debate thing. Once he met her, he started to pursue her and Angie was just not having it. So she Felt like he was kind of stalker-like and made her uncomfortable, and so she just kept like ignoring him, wouldn't answer phone calls, resisting him, blah, blah, blah. Eventually, okay. she would move on and continue to college and earn her doctorate degree and became a pharmacist. So she is Dr. Angie. After school, she made a list of people that she wanted to reconnect with or make amends with. She was raised in kind of like a highly religious high school. Household, and so she kind of was held to this high standard. So she felt at some point she was like, Oh, I probably should like kind of apologize for some things that I did as a younger child, which gosh, huh. there's probably a ton that I need to do. But I was gonna say, <laughs> I don't even want to delve into that, right, right? In that list, that might be a 33 episode podcast for me, I guess. <laughs> but anyway, okay, well, Aaron Solomon makes this list for her on the Make Amends list. She felt that she wasn't a very nice person to him back in the day when she felt like he was stalking her. And she said that it was not an excuse to treat him that way. Hmm. Although knowing what she knows now, she probably would not go back to apologize to him ever. But anyway. Hmm. So she reached out to Aaron in 2001 to congratulate him on his career and apologize about how rude she was to him years ago. He had been a local news anchor since 1996 and had a very successful career. So in Tennessee, he was a local news anchor for about 14 years, I believe. Wow. That's neat. 14, 15 years. Yeah, it was neat. Once again, once Angie reached out, Aaron was like, I'm going to pursue her. And Again, she's like, I'm not having it. That's not why I reached out. I reached oh, out my to goodness. apologize to you. I'm not doing this. Boba. So, but at one point she agrees, fine, I'll have coffee with you. It's at that point that he asked her if she would like to come to a professional football game with him. I think it was a Jaguars game. Okay. And it was a team she was interested in seeing and thought it would be a really fun experience to see it from the sidelines. And so she's like, fine, I'm going to go with you as your friend. I insist on you getting a hotel room with two beds. I would probably insist on getting two hotel rooms, rooms, but, you know, whatever, but at least get two beds. But once they're there and they get one of the last rooms, it does not have two beds. It only has one. See, you got to leave. I know it's hard in the moment, but. I know, but you're that far away. So if you're like in Tennessee and then you're in Florida for a game.
0: I mean, just walk down to the front desk and be like, I need to rent a room. Well, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean,
1: maybe nowadays somebody might be like, I'm not believing you that this is one of the last rooms. I'm going to go down and check. Be right back. BRB. Right. Um. So anyways, they end up sharing this bed and Angie basically tells him like don't expect anything, don't touch me throughout the night like this is not happening kind of thing. And Aaron, Angie claims that Aaron gave her a drink, like I don't know what it was it was like a soda or something Like mm-hmm. that before she went to bed and then when she goes to sleep and wakes up she finds that Aaron is on top of her and
0: inside of her. Oh my yikes so he's weeks, raping her. Yes. This yes. This is this is what she alleges.
1: Yes. I believe her. I'm telling you right now, I believe her. Um she finds out weeks later that she's pregnant. She intends oh. to have this baby and raise the baby as her own. Doesn't care if Aaron's involved whatsoever. But after talking with her parents and Aaron, she is encouraged by her parents to marry Aaron.
0: Oh, because she said it was a religious home. Very religious.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I will also say again, there are allegations that she did not, she was not raised in a very nice household. Even okay. though they may have been religious.
0: Well, it doesn't sound very nice to ask your daughter to marry the person who sexually assaulted no. her. No, not that's at all. Horrific. And I
1: want to say, <laughs> I've read so many things, I want to say she actually did tell them that that's what
0: happened. And they were just like, well, you're pregnant. So, Well, maybe they didn't believe her. I don't know. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. It's sad. That's it is. Really it's very sad. Trauma on trauma. So on trauma.
1: after, yes, a short six to eight week relationship, Angie and Aaron Solomon were married in 2001 in Los Angeles. By June 2002, they welcomed their first child, Grant. Gracie would follow in October of 2006. By 2014, the two were divorced, and a battle would ensue, and many allegations would come out. On May 9th, 2013, Angie, so this is before the divorce, Angie was admitted to Tristar Centennial Psychiatric Hospital. Earlier that evening, Aaron had called 911 because Angie had tried to hang herself with the shower head, Hmm. which it's been said, like, Why would you try and hang yourself with something that's not really, like, anchored to a wall? Right. It just would come out, right? While in the hospital, Angie told the staff there that were evaluating her that, in fact, Aaron had tried to kill her with the cord of her blow dryer. He tried Mm. to strangle her. The conflicting stories confused the staff, so they decided, we're going to keep you overnight to keep you safe. Uh Uh-huh. Either way. And we're going to figure out what we're dealing with here. The next day, after being evaluated all day long, she was released that evening. After again being evaluated extensively, and the report at discharge stated that Angie was afraid of her husband, and that they believed she had been enduring years of abuse and control by Aaron. Wow, this is in the report, the discharge report.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And part of her discharge orders was to go file an order of protection against Aaron. Mm. And so, literally, she was brought from the hospital. To the night court to get this order of protection. Wow. The report also stated that her own parents were irrational by all accounts and not good witnesses for her. Bless her heart. Yes. So she goes to this night court where a judge approves this order, but not for her and the children. They took the children off of the order for some reason. So she gets an order of protection against him, but not the kids. Okay. This was served to him on May 12th. Aaron files for divorce on May 13th. Aaron filed for divorce. Okay. Mm-hmm. On May 14th, Aaron got a restraining order against Angie to keep her away from him and the children. He cited the hospital visit as a reason because she was unstable. It's mm. kind of an old trick, though. Mm-hmm. Yes. The court, however, agreed with this and granted oh. it, even though they had medical reports stating she was not exhibiting signs of depression or any me- mental illness. And the hospital never even issued her any medication when she was in, like admitted that night because right. they never saw any need for it. So this is how stable she is. She's in, admitted to a psychiatric hospital because her husband tried to murder her. And still is, seems very stable and not even needing any medication yeah, to like calm down.
0: Right. The psychiatric unit is like, we can't keep you here because you don't need mental health treatment. You yeah. need protection. And we are going to mm-hmm. force you to get yourself to save yourself because we have to let you leave or make you leave. <laughs> That's just crazy. Yeah. And so a judge sees this and is still like, okay, yeah, but
1: we need a court order against Angie to protect the kids. So that's instance number one where things went wrong. In July 2013, a continuance of the protection order was granted against Angie and the judge stated that the court simply does not believe Ms. Solomon and believes that she attempted suicide. So he does not only does he not believe her, but he does not believe the medical professionals that have made this report that she is mm-hmm. completely fine. Okay. So Angie got zero contact with her children.
0: Oh, my gosh. And I know
1: she was so terrified. Yes. No visits until she would get a full psychiatric evaluation done at the court's request. Well, Angie, being the fantastic mother that she, I believe she is, tries to get a guardian guardian at litem assigned to the children, but the court denied this request. But within a week, Angie has the appointment scheduled to go to see that psychiatric, you know, to get the evaluation that the court has requested. Okay. But the report isn't released until October. This report, so this is the court (laughs) requested psychiatric report. This report states she is a very capable and caring mother. There are no issues with her ability to be a good parent, and she is very mentally stable, and there is no risk of her harming her children. Okay. Okay. Another report. Another doctor. In November of 2013, there was a hearing to go over this report. Aaron's attorney questioned the doctor's ability to determine truthfulness and the psychological state of Angie, and the judge decides to ignore that doctor's findings again and the evaluation that he ordered and only gives Angie two hours of visitation of the children a week
0: supervised. Oh, my gosh. Okay.
1: Angie had been seeing a therapist apparently since like 2012, so since before all of this happened. And this doctor had wrote a report stating she was a capable parent, and he did not believe she was suicidal, and the hospitalization was, in his words, a bizarre event. So here's Mm -hmm. another doctor that is also stating this. And this doctor has a history with her. Mm -hmm. Yes, at least a year for sure. Mm Mm-hmm. This doctor also had been in email communication with Aaron for certain things. I'm assuming like, well, I mean, I don't know, really know, but at some point, maybe you want to have contact with the spouse of the person you're seeing. I don't know. Also, Angie could have been divulging things that, you know, abuse that maybe he wanted to kind of like investigate about. Anyways, regardless, he had been email communication with Aaron and his opinion is that all of the messages he had with him were manipulative
0: on Aaron's. oh like Aaron was lying or trying to make him see Angie in a certain way possibly I don't really Uh. know it doesn't go into like detail it just
1: says that his opinion is that he's very manipulative so Aaron had also been trying to stop Angie from making appointments to see him so he was trying to like not get her to go Mm
0: mm-hmm
1: okay She started to see another counselor at the same time as recommended by the court. So the courts were like, yeah, stop. We're not taking what your counselor you've been seeing for a year is saying, we want you to go see another one because we're not trusting. We need a 75th opinion. What the hell? So she goes again, because she's a fantastic mom. She's like, I'll do whatever I need to do. I'll go to another doctor. So she goes and sees this other therapist and this Therapist agrees with all of the findings of the all of the other medical professionals that have been in Angie's life. She diagnoses Angie with PTSD caused by an abusive marriage that she's been in since 2001 She also states, quote, she is a very capable, hardworking, responsible, and strong woman who was gradually purposefully ruined by her husband, Mr. Aaron Solomon. Those are the words. Like gradually purposefully ruined. Wow. Yes. hmm her other therapist made similar statements and said that Aaron has done a masterful job in confusing the court about his wife's actual mental health. Hmm. Yeah. And also made a remark about how after the hospitalization, Aaron had said to the kids, Hey, let's go get mom donuts. And he took them and never brought them back. So he basically like, took them away from her.
0: So other than Aaron's words, -hmm. Is there any other documentation that she has any kind of a mental issue? Or okay, so it's literally she had
1: been seeing a therapist, and he said that she had exhibited signs of depression. Like, but he had given her medication, and she responded to that. Mm -hmm. Anybody would be depressed if she they're living the life that she's living with her. Right, I would imagine. So that's it. Nobody ever thought she was suicidal. Nothing, right? Okay. So after all of this, the judge still awards custody to Aaron, but he nicely ups Angie's visitation to six hours once per week with one hour of supervised visitation. So like she gets six hours, but if somebody has to come in for an hour of that and at least make sure everything's okay. It's, It's so bizarre. All of this is so bizarre. Okay. So from 2014 to 2018, Angie tries to fight Aaron and the custody placement. Like, multiple different things. I can't even go into all of the different, like, filings that were made and whatever, but I'll touch on a few. In 2014, she filed a petition to declare the children neglected and wanted to take temporary emergency custody. She claimed sexual abuse of Gracie. That's her youngest daughter. And also had doctor reports that Grant was suffering from malnutrition and was not being fed enough food daily. Hmm. This request was denied. So they remained with Dad. Angie filed numerous other civil actions over the years and they were always denied. The court even ruled in January of 2019 that she could no longer file any more actions for the next six years. I'm sorry. Yeah. Did you know that that could happen? No. They officially ruled that she could not file anything for six years.
0: So they were like, you're doing too much? Yeah, you're done. You're done violent. So that's you in can't protect your kids regardless of what happens for mm-hmm. six years. Holy moly! Mm-hmm. So in
1: 2018, the children are so scared to be with Aaron that they refuse to go with him. Wow! We meet, like they're just like, nope, I'm done. I'm not going. I'm staying with mom. Whatever. So Aaron ends up meeting up in the parking lot with um, Gracie and Angie and says. He says to them, like, "Hey, you need to abide by the court order, or we're gonna go to jail. We'll all go to jail, basically." Mm-hmm. Which Gracie probably wouldn't go to jail. She's a minor, but right. Gracie is like, "Yeah, I prefer jail over going with you because at least they care about kids." That's wow. What she so, anyway, Poor Aaron,
0: kids. Oh uh, my gosh! Yeah. Oh,
1: it gets worse. It gets
0: worse. Oh no! Aaron
1: went to their school to pick up Gracie one day, and she ran into the headmaster's because. Now, mind you, there is still a court order saying that he's got custody, but mm-hmm. they're just refusing to go. So she runs into the headmaster's office upset, like, I don't want to go with him. Don't make me go with him. He, I don't want to be with him, blah, blah, blah. Angie's already in the pickup line and gets called out. And the headmaster, like, Gracie's causing such a fuss and apparently has also told the school counselor about abuse that has incurred
0: mm-hmm. or occurred
1: with her. But they force her to go with her father to school. I know that there's an order, so there's probably like some sort of like backup for that. Like, well, we have a court order saying that he has custody. But still,
0: like, okay. But if he she told the school counselor about abuse, they're mandatory reporters. Like, what's happening? Nothing. Nothing. This Why school would they also
1: f- sends cease and desist letters to people who talk about it. Oh. And from what I've, like, heard, like, they're terrible. They're a terrible school. They're terrible administration. They, yeah, they did nothing. They told her to get over it and move on at one point, according to Gracie. Okay. So, okay. They're like, you have to go with your dad, but Angie, you can follow behind them in the car. Aaron's attorney then files a father's emergency motion to immediately return the minor child to his possession. Mm -hmm. like she's an object. Okay. But at this point, there's a forensic interview that Gracie gave in July of 2018 and the court watches this. And it's probably, I don't know what it's about. I'm assuming it's about the abuse she's saying that has occurred. And so Mm -hmm. when they see this, they rule that he may only have parenting time with her after school and school related activities until 8 PM every other week. During the school week. So that's the only time he's allowed to have her. Every other week, okay. after school and after all her activities until 8 p.m. Okay. And Angie and Grant are the only ones that can drop and pick her, drop her off and pick her up. Okay. Okay. Follow okay. Me? Okay. Do you have a question? I didn't know if you. Really- no.
0: Okay. Well, what I was going to say was if it's like after school and after all your activities, she needs to be in dance. She needs to have a tutor. She needs to do piano well, lessons. Like- it's a school related. Oh, okay, gotcha. So, like, if she's in
1: volleyball. Understood. Well, I okay. mean, real well, honestly, she could be down at six and only has to spend two hours with them. But right. any, any hours is detrimental to her, but, right, you know, let's min- minimize them. Join all the sports. Right. Grant apparently had also stated abuse allegations against his dad. Um, they're just not as well-known as what Gracie's were. He remembered one time when dad had taken them. That he had tried to get out of the car because he didn't want to go once he realized that they weren't going back home. And he was like, I'm going to get like jump out of this car right now. And Aaron had grabbed his wrist so hard that he thought he broke his wrist. Hmm. He also controlled them in a lot of ways, including their bathroom usage. And it was to the point where Grant was afraid to go to the bathroom even when his dad wasn't around because he was afraid he would find out that he used the bathroom without his permission. What? Yeah. Like, it's really strange. insane. It is. It is. Again, none of this is like proven in a court or anything, but this is what they're saying. Okay. Grant was a really good baseball player in his high school career, and he was receiving letters from colleges, and Aaron was also allegedly hiding letters from schools if he did not approve of that school. So he was not letting him know of all the places that wanted him. Okay. So this brings us, and we're going to jump a little bit, to July 20th of 2020. This is the real reason that this case was suggested to us, as okay. if all these other awful things that have happened were not enough, but this is the reason. Okay. Grant was a rising senior, a fiercely competitive athlete, basically a baseball stud, he was. Okay. After two years of not having much contact with his father, Aaron just scheduled a baseball lesson at Ward Performance Institute, and Grant agrees to meet him there for the lesson. And over the summer early morning. So I think it was like I think the lesson was like at 9 and they arrived there around 8:40 840 or 8:45 or so. They both pull into the parking lot of the facility and park next to each other. Grant gets out of his 2015 Toyota Tacoma and goes to get his baseball stuff out of the bed of his truck and Aaron looks down at his phone to check in a work email that he had gotten so he is no longer believe at this time he's no longer a no he's not he's no longer a TV anchor he works for a financial institution not okay. one with which I am affiliated with so because that would be like fire him now. <laughs> no, right. Um anyway so he goes to get this baseball stuff out of the bed of his truck. Aaron looks down at his phone. When he looks back up he sees Grant's truck rolling backwards and he doesn't see Grant anywhere.
0: Okay. Out of
1: his car and realizes that he thinks Grant was hit by his car and dragged down the hill into a rocky ditch at the end of the parkway. That's just or the parking lot that's just off the road. No, I'm gonna post a picture of the vehicle and where it was and where it came to a stop because I've looked at it so many different times and I'm so confused as to how this could have happened. I mean, I'm I'm actually a little bit less confused now because I watched a video yesterday that kind of put it in perspective but basically like there's you pull into this parking lot off this main road and kind of turn left and you can park there and so where they're parked it's a hill it is quite a hill and so it rolled off down this like grassy kind of area and then into this rock but what I'm confused about is why when it kind of came down this hill it didn't like get stuck like, the Mm -hmm. bed of his truck and just, like, stopped there. How it, like, kind of came down and back up and then, like, was, like, stopped. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay. Are Mm -hmm. you looking at a picture? I'm looking at the picture, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just seems confusing how it would end up that way, especially when you see, like, the whole area. But Okay. Okay. Anyways, at 844, Aaron calls 911 and tells them that his son's car had rolled backward over him and dragged him down into a ditch, and then he is now pinned under the car and is bleeding. I've listened to this call several times. He mentions how he must have forgotten to put it in park, and it started rolling. He also mentions that there's these three guys there helping him, and they can't move the truck or get him out. He's bleeding from his mouth. He might aspirate. He uses the word aspirate, which is brought up saying it's strange that somebody would just, like, in their everyday language use that, but... Mm -hmm. Well, anyway. th- even in a crisis,
0: it's a weird yeah. thing to say. Yeah.
1: He's told to go down and like talk to Grant just in case he con- – he's they mm-hmm. said he's unconscious and they're like, you should go down there because if he regains consciousness, you need to tell him to keep calm, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But it is stated that he literally never goes down that hill. He says he never goes down the hill. To weird. Talk to him, right? I'd, I'd have been like running down there and like on the ground – Lifting like, the truck. And trying to lift the truck and whatever. But at the very least, like, laying there next to him, like, Grant, Mm -hmm. Grant, Grant, you know. Okay. So when emergency personnel get to the scene, they find that Grant is not actually pinned under the car. Yes, they had to, like, you know, lift it to, like, kind of get him out safely, but he wasn't pinned by it. Oh. He was lying face up. His head was between the front two tires. And then his body was kind of at an angle not kind of, I mean, I think you could see his feet, but they wasn't like coming out the side, but he was like mm-hmm. kind of behind those frontiers. So here's my question. If you are behind a car and I've seen this raised on other websites and you're getting something or fine. If he wasn't even getting anything or he just went back to stop it or something, when he realized it was rolling, he's behind the car. Wouldn't you get pushed backwards? Uh-huh. And if you're dragged all the way down, then your head would be going towards the back of the car. Yes. Not underneath the front tires of the car. Right.
0: Doesn't that, that make sense to me?
1: Yeah. Doesn't that make no sense as to how he was positioned if he was dragged from getting hit and rolled over and dragged? Right. Okay. Just making sure. Okay. So the three guys that were mentioned in the 911 call are never seen. And they're the truck that the dad said that he was in. They never, nobody ever saw it driving away what? or anything. They're not there. No one's ever come forward saying, hey, we were one of those guys. In the, there is somebody else talking in the 911 call, like, that, like, I don't know, tells dad that his mouth, he's bleeding from the mouth or whatever. You hear like a voice every now and then, but uh-huh. I don't know. We don't know who it is, and nobody's ever come forward saying it's them. Interesting. There's no surveillance cameras on the property either. So they get him out and transport him to the hospital where he's pronounced dead just one month after his
0: 18th birthday. Oh, man. Aaron okay. at the hospital
1: declines an autopsy, declines donating his organs, all
0: before Angie could even get to the hospital. Okay, but it's a suspicious death. It doesn't matter what dad declines, in my opinion.
1: It's not a suspicious death. It's ruled an accident. Hmm. That he just, he forgot to put it in park and it rolled over him. That's what they end up saying it is. It's just an accident. I gotcha. So he declines all that declines a forensic evaluation of the truck to determine if it's faulty or if he did, in fact, forget to put it in park. Because when they found it, it was in park. Like, uh, okay. So then when they noticed that, dad's like, well, it must be faulty then. Something must have, like, whatever. Because they also said that there's some sort of, like, safety mechanism that if you're not in park, the car won't turn off. And I think the car was even off. Mm Off and in park. Mm-hmm. so he had put it in park and it was turned off mm-hmm. so there's no reason why it would have rolled backwards but anyway okay but he, t- he declines any forensic evaluation says it must be faulty aaron then picks up the car 48 hours later and take and drives it around the next few months even though he thinks that it's faulty but he's driving it around like nothing's okay. wrong with it for the next few months and then he declares it totaled and it's sent to a junkyard for auction Okay, but first, days after, so before he does all that, Angie does go with him and secretly records Aaron telling them what happened. And so they're, they're in like a driveway. It's like almost an hour long video. I watched it last night and she's just recording the whole conversation. He's explaining in detail like how Aaron was laying, where he was, blah, blah, blah. She gets underneath the car and is looking underneath, like looking for blood. There was a little bit of blood underneath there. He then they go to the parking lot and they start talking about it there. The dad even goes to the point where he's laying in the spot where Grant is laying and is like he's laying like that. Ew. Like, and she's the whole time like, Aaron, you don't have to do this. You don't have to do this. Like, and, and then he gets up. He's like, man, that was harder than I thought it was. But I'm sorry. He was not sad in the least doing that. And I'm thinking, how could you even talk about this for this whole amount of time? Without any emotion whatsoever, like right, the which you're, I don't know. Again, we always talk about how you don't know how you would react, but I don't, I don't know, I don't know. There's just something off about this guy that I don't like. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they she secretly records him, but then he also, um, he says the last thing he saw was Grant getting out of the car, closing his driver's side door, and that's all he saw. Okay. All right. And then people are like, some people mention, well, how would he have even had time to get behind the car before it started rolling if you looked down for a second and then next thing you know, the car is rolling down the hill? Like, how did he mm-hmm. even have time to get around? Like, how did it start to roll and then he had time to get around to the back? Anyway, it's just very suspicious. Okay. He's also a six foot four, 200 pound kid that's being dragged by a car. Down a parking lot across grass, the top of a hill. Mm -hmm. That grass isn't disturbed. There's no tire tracks. There's not a broken stick like where Mm -hmm. it would have rolled down. So, yeah, he
0: would have is is it gravel, pavement? What is it? It's an asphalt. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's 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 paved. Okay. It's paved,
1: but he's still
0: anyway. Okay.
1: The grass. We should have had tire marks, I would imagine, or at least oh, sure. like,
0: and drag like marks,
1: matted down, and like yes. yes, drag marks. Yes, exactly. Okay. So, oh, sorry, I'm I'm so like flustered
0: by this whole story. I mean, this is a lot of information, it is. and and yeah. I'm not even
1: giving you it all. So okay. okay. So Angie ends up tracking down the car when Dad is have it had it totaled and it's for auction, and she buys it so she could have it evaluated. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Because Angie and Grace are convinced that Aaron killed Grant
0: and, like, covered
1: it up with this exit. Okay. Okay. Gracie had been sexually abused by her father for a really long time, as long as she could remember, and she posted a video on YouTube in 2021 describing specific occurrences. She remembers him helping her with baths when she was younger and, I'm sorry, this is a trigger warning, penetrating her with fingers and with bars of soap. Oh. She She remembers it escalating to rape and that he even took pictures of her and videos, I believe, of certain things. Um, At one time, she was with him and Grant at at a baseball tournament in North Carolina, and her dad got a hotel room and specifically asked for only one bed, and he pressed up against her back all night, and she could feel things. Mm. she was just very traumatized yeah it was after this that she adamantly refused to be alone with him in this video she states that Grant had told her once he turned 18 he would go to court and testify on her behalf because he would be an adult and the courts would take him much more seriously he was always trying to protect his mom and sister from his father and a month after his 18th birthday he's dead
0: oh so that's why they think dad did something uh. to him. So wait, how did dad know that that was their plan?
1: Well, I don't know, honestly. Right. I don't know what he knew, what he didn't know, but I wouldn't be surprised because I think Grant tried to protect them all the time and was probably starting to get a little bit more vocal as he got older and like was like, You can't mess with me. You know, you days older are and bigger and you're like, you can't hurt me anymore. Right. <laughs> you know so okay so here's some more stuff aaron was the only witness to his death because these three guys were not there that he said were there never identified spoken up his there was no surveillance video but there was somebody else there because there was another voice but i don't nobody knows nobody else has yeah, ever that's said that's so
0: weird who but like- i don't know if-
1: They came after the fact, like they saw this on the side of the highway and they like stopped to help. And then left though?
0: Before help arrived?
1: Well, no, they may have been there, but these three guys that he said were there on the 911 call are not around. Um, Okay. And also in the video that I watched... Angie makes it a point to, like, look up and down the road. There's, like, businesses on either side. It's a really busy highway and, like, not one person saw anything. This is at a time Mm -hmm. where people would be, like, driving to these places and going to Mm -hmm. work. Like, nobody saw any of this happen, you know? And Anyway, so it's just really, really weird. Okay. So Grant's injuries are inconsistent with what Dad said happened. Okay. He had a bruise on his upper thigh a bruise on his jaw and trauma to the back of his head. It was stated that he died of cardiac arrest from blunt force trauma to the head. There were Hmm. zero scratches on his back legs and arms, which you would think would be there if he's being dragged down asphalt Mm -hmm. into a rocky ditch. There's no blood on the street, on the grass. There's only blood on one rock that's next to the driver's side door. (gasps) Which is never taken for evidence (gasps) or anything because Angie's mom – or Angie, the mom, is, like, taking the rocks next to that have blood on it, like, in the video to take home. And this is, like, days
0: after all of it. So so if they're saying that it was an accident that he was being dragged, he was dragged down to that little rocky ditch and then hit his head on that rock that had the blood on it, and that's what ended up? I guess. Causing his death. But that's okay. not where his head was. Oh, see, that's weird. His head's like, between
1: the front two tires, and that rock bloody rock is next to the driver's door. Oh. Like outside underneath the car. It's not right. underneath the car. Okay. Okay. It's all very strange. There were no burns on his body. And his mother has stated a few times that he drove an hour to get there. If he had just shut off that car and he's being dragged, something underneath there would have like burned him. Right. On his body. Grant's girlfriend states that Grant would always let her know when he got somewhere by texting or snapping her before he even got out of a car and he had not done that this that morning. His phone was also not recovered at the scene, which is really strange, and it was found weeks later when Angie saw it moving cuz she was like tracking its movement and it was mm-hmm. moving within the town and she was like I want to call the police somebody's got his phone. Mm-hmm. And Aaron's like I'll take care of it. And lo and behold, a friend of his friend had found the phone and got it back to him. What are the chances that that's found it where? I don't know where they found it. That's not stated, but he finds he comes across his phone, some random person that happens
0: to be a friend of Aaron's friend. And is like, I bet this is my random friend's son's phone that just died. This is strange.
1: It is very strange.
0: So he gets it returned.
1: Okay. Also it's was stated that he was getting his, baseball equipment out of the bed of his truck and grant never kept his baseball equipment in the bed of his truck he always kept on mm-hmm. the back the back right. seat which in that video that she secretly recorded he even says he says getting the stuff out of the bed of the truck on the 911 call but in the video that angie has he says the last thing i saw was him closing the driver's side door. And I don't know if he had started to open this door because he also knows that he always keeps it in the back seat, hmm. in the back door and did it start rolling. And then that door hit him, but then he would be dragged on the side. He wouldn't be under it. So he must've gotten into the back to push it and stop it. I don't know, it's all very like convoluted. All the stories yeah. that comes up with. Anyway, also no tire tracks. Like I said, at the top of the hill, only at the bottom. And it's like one at the bottom on the sidewalk, like it went down, back up, and started going forward
0: again, kind of. Mm-hmm. So
1: it's like the mm-hmm. back
0: tire made a anyway. Okay, so, so the an tire hit, tracks would indicate that it came from the road to that ditch,
1: right? Okay. And if you came upon it, other people have said you would look at it like somebody was texting and driving, and like yeah, they throw, ran, off off the the ran off the road, ran off side of the road, and hit somebody.
0: That's mm-hmm. what. It oh, looks oh.
1: When Angie tried to get Grant's clothes back from the funeral home, one of the employees stated that the hospital had it because it was a biohazard. She's like, it's not a biohazard, but whatever. So she goes back to the hospital and they're like, no, we sent it with the body body to the funeral home. So she goes back to the funeral home and she's like, oh yeah, we destroyed those. So now they don't even have his clothes
0: as like evidence. Like were they scraped up on the back? Who knows? And all of this this is because it was completely seen as an accident to begin with. And so nothing was preserved. Nothing was okay.
1: Mm -hmm. And they keep refusing. She has gone to the Gallatin police so many times and they keep refusing to open it back up and investigate it, even though Mm. they have all this stuff. So finally, they do have a forensic report of the car as well. And it proves that it is not faulty. And also proved that it wasn't even totaled when Aaron had it totaled for insurance purposes, which means uh-huh. he committed insurance fraud as well. But that's a separate story. Um, I'm not fully aware. I don't know if, know if you know how they do this, but somehow it's like a black box in the car. Uh-huh.
0: I know about that magic black box. Tells you do? all the movements. Okay. The whole so, car's life.
1: Right. And so I'm assuming that they can like back up to a certain date even. I don't know. Or like I, yeah. don't, I have no idea. So, but the data they retrieved shows that the time of the accident occurred, the gear was in drive and then put into park. Okay. When it occurred, the speed fluctuated from three miles per hour to 14 miles per hour, which I don't think it could get up to 14 miles per hour, just rolling down a hill. Okay. Pretty fast. Yeah. Yeah. The brake was being pressed at the time of the accident. And it showed that someone was physically steering the car. The way the steering mechanisms were going, somebody physically had to be steering it for it okay. to go in the leg. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Jackpot. Jackpot sh- should show that the car was not just rolling down a hill. With all of these things and requests from Angie to open an investigation into Grant's death, the Gallatin police still refused to investigate. <gasps> They've taken to social media, petitions, websites to get their stories, other podcasts. Aaron has attempted to file motions to stop them from saying these things online. He's filed lawsuits against Angie, Gracie, and multiple other people. There are threats to almost all of the people who report on this to cease and desist. Even the school that they attend send these threats of lawsuits. I have not mentioned their name. But uh-huh. I am like really tempted to because they are just awful people because uh-huh. the episode I listened to today about her, the update from Angie, by the way, Gracie's doing really well. She's okay. like a crack Good. star, like going to like basically like graduate with honors probably. Anyway, because I think she's a junior now. Um, his baseball coach at the funeral took a baseball. From the funeral, like it was a baseball that he had pitched in a game that had taken them further than the school had ever gone, like Uh in playoffs or whatever level it was. And he had taken that baseball and she had been was doing the laundry and was like, hey, I found this baseball. And he's like, oh, my gosh, yeah, yeah, we still have it. Take care of that baseball, mom. The baseball coach took it without from the funeral. Yes. And she couldn't find it anywhere. And she felt terrible. She said in this interview that she's like, I didn't take care of the ball. I'm not taking Where the Where was the ball? ball? It.
0: Was it like in the cat? Ca- it, it was probably displayed or
1: something. Oh, you know, okay, okay, okay. At the funeral, like pictures and whatever. Okay. And so she r- randomly writes to the coach and is like, do you have the baseball? And he's like, yeah, I took it. And he wouldn't give it back.
0: What did he want it for? Just like put it on display at school or
1: something? No, you would think. She was like, uh, if he had said like, oh, we're going to make a display. No, they have not honored him once. They have not given him a degree. They haven't honored him in any like, Whatever the basketball coach has put his jersey, asked her if she wanted the jerseys. They wouldn't give her his his baseball jerseys, like the school, not school wide. She has said that in the interview. It's not school wide. There's some mm-hmm. people that are nice, but they have not treated her any of it well. Gracie had a restraining order against her father, and he was announcing, and so they tried to like support the boys that were on his baseball team the year after, and he was the announcer. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I can't go to these games he's here and it's like traumatic for me to go. And they were like begging him to come. She didn't matter to them because he's huh. this news anchor and from the town and he's got lots of connections and it's disgusting this case. It's really, it's really sickening the things that have happened. Um, so anyways, I did say that she got a restraining order against Aaron at his death and a DCS case was opened and one thing that has recently happened in January of 2022, DCS, the DCS case was closed, and in the report, it stated that the sexual allegations are substantiated, hmm. and the perpetrator, her father, Aaron Solomon, was substantiated. It has yet to be seen if he will face charges and if they will reopen the investigation into Grant's death, but they are actively fighting for this. So, wow. there you have. Oh, and Nancy Grace has taken this on
0: which I know oh, you love. I do. She I mean, she's investigating just, it. She doesn't take it easy on people at all.
1: Well, so I'm, I'm not a huge Nancy Grace fan. I will admit. Um, but I am looking forward to listening to what she has to say. Cause I want to, I, I just want to hear it, but it's going to be on her podcast and they just posted on their social media, like uh, yesterday, the other day before, like get prepared, get ready. It's going to come out soon. Mm-hmm. So Maybe it'll be, it'll probably be out, I would assume, by the time this drops. So I can also maybe link it in the Mm -hmm. podcast into those show notes or whatever. But can you
0: believe this? This is like, does he speak publicly
1: at all, dad, Aaron? Mm, I don't think so. I haven't seen a whole lot from him. No, but she, Angie, has so many, like, she has saved text messages, emails that she emailed her church saying Mm -hmm. she was in fear, the school. Mm-hmm. And the things that have like, just been ignored and not done. Like, she has so mm-hmm. much documentation. That's mm-hmm. why I'm not afraid to like say any of this now. Cause I'm like, this woman has got it. Like, something. Did he kill him? I don't know. I don't know. It is extremely suspicious. Something other than what he said happened.
0: That's all. How, I though? So, yeah, I mean, it just needs to be investigated. How? Mm-hmm. Would he have like? Why would his son have been out of his own truck, and he drive the truck and hit him? Well, I don't know.
1: Which is why I'm know saying, what I'm like, saying? I don't know if it's as simple as that, or did he hit him over the head with that rock and then stage it and then just oh, okay, okay, like position put the rock where it should be.
0: <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I don't know.
1: I don't know. I don't know how it could have happened, but I don't believe. The, what he said happened at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because it just doesn't make any sense. Interesting.
0: I mean, and he... It's all...
1: Yeah. Sorry.
0: Their whole life is tragic. Yeah. Because yeah. of him.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, like I said, there's so much more out there that, like, I didn't even mention that mm-hmm. happened because of this man who just seems to be able to get away with whatever because... He has friends in high places and has a successful, like, in the spotlight career or had a successful mm-hmm. in the spotlight career. And, like,
0: oh. oh, he's in the spotlight now, but not for the, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Wow. Anyway. Okay. Well, thanks for taking that on. Oh Interesting. I'm going to keep keeping it on. I have more. Well, that's what I was just getting ready to say. I would like to watch something. Mm -hmm. that will show me visually the what you're saying
1: okay well it's really long but you can watch that video that she secretly took like the whole first half of it where they're at in like a driveway or something talking about it yeah it's interesting but the best part is to like when they go like it's like halfway through where they go to the actual place that happened and start talking about it there and Mm-hmm. looking at things and questioning things and, and it's kind of hard, hard to watch words because she's, yeah she's just like holding a camera because he doesn't know so she's not mm-hmm. like necessarily like holding it very still the whole time or like on right. him or like upside down <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah but it's it's an interesting watch so
0: mm-hmm. okay yeah. well we'll be following this it sounds like it's still somewhat o- ongoing and at least they're going to push it to not not fall beneath the between the cracks or whatever so yeah yeah, okay well stay tuned for that and we'll follow up with that um thank you guys for sticking with us go google a picture of the truck i did that was helpful mm-hmm. um i'm saying that after the fact like it's already happened it's not gonna help him now
1: <laughs> well and it'll be it'll be i'll have it on the
0: on social media at least okay <laughs> sorry right, good yeah thank you so much that was really interesting um tragic awful Interesting. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Stevie, for the suggestion. What a doozy. Um, Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for all your support and for joining us every Monday. It's Christmas season Mm -hmm. when this comes out. So, hope you guys are enjoying that and that you're not too cold. Um, I'm going to go find Grant's mom and stuff on social media and see what she has to say these days. And I suggest you guys do the same. And while you're at it, come find us too. Mm -hmm. We have a Patreon. If you like what you hear over here, we do some other stuff over there a couple times a month, which is interesting. And you can give yourself a great Christmas gift for just three bucks and come check us out. And we appreciate you. We'll see you next Monday for another case. And always remember the world is scary. People suck. Hide in your closet.